0: Welcome everyone to this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Chizuck. I'm joined as always by my co-host and wife, acronym Zach. And uh we are back. We didn't pod- put a podcast up last week. I think yeah, it was only one week.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was Valentine's Day and you were asleep. Ah. Uh, and so we just didn't podcast?
0: I figured we would take it off because it's Valentine's Day and we had to do like a couple stuff. <laughs> and then you slept. And then I slept. <laughs> they let you sleep. Yeah.
1: You were like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was just doing stuff on my computer.
0: That was your Valentine's gift to me.
1: I don't do holidays very well, as (laughs) so I was just like, you can sleep, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I already had given you your card, like, five days beforehand. Right, right? and I would
0: given you your blanket.
1: Yeah, so I was just like, okay, it's fine.
0: I got her a checkered board blanket at five below, and she loved it so much that we had to go back this weekend and buy three more.
1: (laughs) Okay, we bought three more because I sewed them together and covered the entire ugly ass couch we have yes, in the living room.
0: Our ugly futon, our
1: ugly futon that we have in the living room It had a brown couch cover on it. And before that, it was
0: blue jean. It was it blue was jean. C- Canadian
1: it. tuxedo futon. Never that seen. It. Someone gave us, and it's awful.
0: Blue jean covering for a mattress before now. So ugly. It reminded me. Granted, the people we got it from, one of them was Canadian.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears came to mind every time I looked at that because of the one time they went to the VMAs, full on jean on jean. Oh, my goodness. They they matched and they were full on blue jean on blue jean. And it was probably the most awful thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, uh, despite the fact that Renee from uh, AEW loves a Canadian tuxedo,
0: sure. I do not. Sure. <laughs> So, But yeah, we are back and we're going to uh, kick this uh, particular podcast off, as always, with the headlines. It's them headlines. This is where the production goes for the headline. under your radio head. It totally doesn't sound anything like that at all. It sounds exactly like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Who's the musician in this couple? I mean... <laughs> Trust my expertise.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: All right, so we'll uh, we'll work our ways backwards. Today was not only the release of the Borderlands movie trailer, which we'll get into in a minute, but we got a Nintendo Direct today, finally, after people have been waiting for weeks. And uh, rumors have been flying since Christmas that the Switch 2 is coming out this year. And uh, they did not announce the Switch 2. Uh, they will continue to not announce the Switch to until they're good... Why would they? ...goddamn ready to do they're, so.
1: It's not even necessary. The Switch is so great. It's fair. I literally have no problems with it. So unless they're going to push some sort of software update like they do with Apple phones when right. they try to get everybody to stop using them.
0: Well, I guess the... The 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 idea is that a, a system lifespan is usually around six or seven years mm-hmm. and the Nintendo is on the sixth or seventh year of the Switch. So they're like, well, there's got to be a Switch 2 on the way. I had also read last week that the PlayStation 5, uh, somebody in charge of running that has said we are in the later half of the uh, lifespan of the PlayStation 5. They didn't say they had a PlayStation 6 ready. They were just like, yeah, PlayStation 5's been out for about five years, so we got maybe like two years left on this thing. It's been out for five years already? It's been out since, uh, 2020, I want to say? So, like, four years.
1: That feels like it was, like, two years ago.
0: Right, but it's all, well, for one thing, no one could get one for the first two years well, that, that it was out. Yeah. Right, but, uh... They apparently haven't factored that in when they're money when they're crunching numbers on the the money and how much they can get out of a new system. I just don't know where you go from here with a new system.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like you already took away that you can't play CDs, right? Like you, you know you're gonna start getting rid of things, and then they and didn't they say they were gonna do some sort of PlayStation Five Lite or something?
0: They usually do. Yeah. I think it's the expectation, just like the Switch too. Like they they usually there's a smaller uh more affordable yeah. uh runs better the, like the hardware is better version of all of these systems whether it's the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever they have right. done it for cuz like with the Switch couple they have
1: that now. mini they have the mini version
0: yep exactly the OLED so that was like an upgrade well yeah, yeah like in the in the living room I've got like an old PS2 because it's a Japanese mm-hmm. one yeah. and then I have my American one is the slim yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like A third of the size.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember the slim.
0: The PlayStation Four I have is not the original; it's the slimmer version. Like the original was fucking huge. I've
1: never seen the PlayStation Four other than the version that you have. So, right. Um. Yeah, I. The last PlayStation I had was a PlayStation Two.
0: right. that's fair. PlayStation Two was kick-ass.
1: PlayStation Two, and I had an Xbox 360 that had one of those little. Remote things that you
0: could Oh, do. it wasn't even a 360. It was just the original Xbox.
1: Oh, yeah. It was just the original Xbox that I, I could use a remote on it. I had that, too? Yep. So that those were the last systems I owned personally right? before you got me my Switch. Yeah. So, like, I literally have not owned a system in years that wasn't an old one.
0: So what they did uh, show at this Nintendo Direct today were a bunch of games from third-party publishers. They didn't have anything really... Going on first party, so they had some third-party publishers. One of the games they showed that's coming to the Switch is Grounded, which is that game I was playing on Steam last summer, yep. where you get four people and you're all kids and you get shrunk down. to. It's like, honey, I shrunk the kids Yeah. as a survival game. Uh, they're redoing Epic Mickey, which came out a couple of, uh, I want to say it was like five or six years ago, uh, came out and, hold on, my nose is running.
1: Born Dunn said, so I got the Batman PS4 and it's finally starting to give me some
0: issues. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Epic Mickey was like a platformer they did with Mickey Mouse on the last generation of systems, so they're redoing it for this one. Uh, they're bringing the original Star Wars Battlefront games to the Switch as a as a kind of classic collection.
1: So is that going to be Battlefront 2? Or...
0: It is not, because the Battlefront that we have is a second generation of Battlefront games. yeah gotcha. Whereas the originals were on the Xbox and the PlayStation 2. The they
1: make Battlefront 2 on there and I'll be all over it.
0: Hell yeah. And the thing that really grabbed me was that uh, they added games to the Switch online. Of course. A bunch of stuff from Rare, the people who gave us Donkey Kong Country and stuff. Uh, as of right now, you can play Snake Rattle and Roll and RC Pro-Am on the NES app. Mm-hmm. You, you can play Killer Instinct and Battle Toads and Battle Maniacs on the Super Nintendo and Blast Corp on the Nintendo 64.
1: I don't know what any of those
0: are. And if you're a Japanese Switch user, you can play Mother 3, which is the third sequel to the Earthbound franchise, which the first one was on the NES, Mm -hmm. never came out here. The second one was Earthbound on the Super Nintendo, came out here, everyone loved it. The third one came out on the Game Boy Advance in Japan and has never come out here ever and still has not. Like, if you, I, I went and downloaded it because I have the Japanese icons yeah. for all the stuff, uh, and it's fully in Japanese, so I cannot read it. Uh, gee, uh, it's not going to do any good.
1: No, that sucks. Yep. I was hoping, though, that they would add more uh, banjo stuff.
0: There's only one other banjo game. In I know. Yeah. You just want them to put Banjo 2E on the Super NES or on the Nintendo 64?
1: Yep, because it's a nostalgia thing for me. You know.
0: At least I still have it on the 360 for you. Yeah. You used no, to play it we that... We
1: have the original Banjo-Kazooie on the... On the Switch. On the Switch. Right. I I just, like, I really like the other one, too, so it's just like, man, put them
0: both on there. Yeah, you know, I think there was a third Banjo-Kazooie. I think it was... Yeah, I think it was on a later Xbox system.
1: I've never played it. Never even knew if they did it, so... But, I mean, I really like those games, but that's that's the biggest um thing for me when I play is, like, I'm not great at, like... Open world games. Yeah, that's the only one I ever really played.
0: Yeah, and there was a game called Banjo Kazooie Grunty's Revenge on the oh, yeah, on the Game Boy that. Advance. Yep. There's Banjo Pilot on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> it was on the 360. Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Okay, I guess we'll have to see if we can find it for three dollars. At uh...
1: yeah, let me play a little big, a little Big Planet first before you buy me another game.
0: <laughs> True,
1: because you just bought me that one. Right, so. <laughs> Gotta play with the sack boys.
0: As I said a minute ago, today was the day we got the uh, the full-on trailer for Borderlands 2, and uh, people are already dogging it.
1: Well, okay, so I feel like you screwed me up just slightly. I did. intentional. So he goes, I'm going to play this trailer for you, and he sets it down, and somehow he clicked on a trailer that has no music in it?
0: Yeah, it's supposed so to have electric light orchestras do you behind it, but it wasn't there, it was just just dead air
1: and it made it somehow worse
0: it was weird
1: and now i'm uncomfortable so like i after we watched it then with the music i was like so this is just a a guardians of the galaxy but from five below yeah and so here we are (laughs) I, i will i will still watch it probably when it's on streaming but i don't know if that's necessary for us to actually go to the movie
0: theater to watch See, I feel like I might actually pay to go see it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's your call. I'm not saying I won't go. Right. It's not one of those Dark Phoenix things where you have to go by yourself.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be kind of like the Venom sequel where it's like, my expectations are not high.
1: And for the record, you just didn't tell me and you went to the movies by yourself. It wasn't that I rejected going to see Dark Phoenix. You just said, I'm not going to make you sit through that. I'm not
0: going to put you you through this. I know... I just there's wanted to be, clear
1: that up for the audience because it it kind of sounded like I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go see Dark Phoenix. Anymore. I
0: know there's going to be like <laughs> three minutes of Nightcrawler footage that I'm going to love and the rest of this movie is going to be trash. So I'm not going to make you sit through it. Um, so I have two thoughts about this Borderlands movie. The first one being uh, now that I've seen the actors and actresses in action, mm-hmm. I feel like every casting choice is wrong. Yeah. I feel like the the one that sticks out the most to me is Kevin Hart is Roland literally Kevin Hart can't be in
1: there like it's Kevin Hart you can't you can't make Kevin Hart not Kevin
0: Hart Roland is stoic. Mm-hmm. Has a deep black man voice in the games mm-hmm. and is the least funny of all the characters. So
1: it should have been Eerdrus
0: Elba. Uh, yeah. It's it, like, I mean, maybe not that tall, but like still, like, I, it, it once again, you're not going to get Kevin Hart and have him not be Kevin Hart.
1: And Kate Blanchett was the one that was throwing me off because she never talks in a normal, like, a, like in, in a non British accent or, uh, or And so when she started talking, I was like, why does this sound so weird? And then I realized it was because it was her and it right. was her without her accent. And I'm just like, ooh, I don't like that. The little kid is giving Netflix uh, Ed, Radical Edward vibes. Yeah, And the dad's... That
0: was much like Ed. Tiny Tina is going to be like, I understand you want to put her in the movie because she's probably one of the most popular characters from the series. Mm -hmm. But also like another character that's super popular in the series is uh, Moxie. And if you look at IMDb, she's going to be played by Gina Gershon and you get it. see you get like a real clip she's the pat Re- chick right yeah now. you get a real quick s- snippet of her in that trailer mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that Gina Gershon is in like five minutes of this movie yes probably. and if you're gonna do that with Moxie yeah like you could have done that with Tina
1: yeah true <laughs> um I didn't really see any of Jamie Lee Curtis in that trailer
0: either yeah she's playing Tannis yeah. uh which was another character that gave you quests that like mm-hmm. you got a lot of cool story from her but like I, it it's even i i don't understand i guess i do understand why you cast Jack Black as Claptrap but i also don't understand he's the one character that you don't have to recast you could just get the voice actor
1: uh, and honestly him trying to mimic the voice actor was bothering me yeah even with what little time I played Borderlands, like... You're like, that's not Claptrap. That's like Jack Black pretending to be Claptrap. Yeah. Like, the first thing that he's doing, and then, like, at the very end of the trailer, he's doing the whole getting rid of the lead thing. And right. And it's like,
0: bro, like, th- this doesn't work. I don't, I don't know. I, d- yeah. I, I don't, I, I have to join the internet in saying that I don't see success mm-hmm. uh, in the future of this movie, but also it won't stop me from... Paying six bucks on a Tuesday to go see it.
1: Says this trailer is giving
0: Kirkland signature Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. However, a movie that I will be going to see, I will wait for streaming because I don't have to wait long Is Madam Web. Oh, God. (laughs) That one you can watch on your own. That uh, sounds like a disaster. Now, granted, I have talked to a couple people who went and saw it and enjoyed it and had a good time at it. We
1: of you like you only see them in their suits for like five minutes. For,
0: yeah, for, for not Holy even...
1: Bullshit. <laughs> for that movie to be $80 million or whatever the crazy figure yeah. that that was.
0: Feels like a mid-2000s superhero movie where it's like, well, we have to put them in the costumes, but we don't have to put them in the costumes for more than a minute or two. Ugh. So, fuck it.
1: That, and I, I have expressed this before to you, but I haven't expressed this out loud, but like Anya Taylor-Joy and... Sidney Sweeney both have uncanny valley faces and they really really scare me yeah so like I don't I don't need to watch anything with Sidney Sweeney in it ever sure (laughs) I'm I'm good the reason I was able to get through Super Mario is because I didn't have to look at Anya Taylor-Joy's face yeah uh that that outfit she wore for Dune, she looks very like moisturize me from Doctor Who. So. I liked her in New Mutants. Yeah, I mean, like she worked for Ileana. which she, she
0: was, was that absolutely but. that Iliana, even to the point of being a brat and a little racist.
1: Yeah, no, I feel like that she worked for that, like, but beyond that, like, I'm glad that that Peach Princess Peach did not look like her.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: You know how they they kind of graphically make them look like no. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, sorry. It's another
0: way the Super Mario Brothers movie was really kind of brilliant. Yeah, it was like just give them like you were gonna voice we're gonna voice cast a whole bunch of famous people, but like don't change Mario.
1: And now I'm going to be mad at Marvel. You know why? Why? Because they're going to make me care about the Fantastic Four <laughs> of Pedro Pascal and Joseph
0: Quinn. You do. So last week they announced as part of kind of a, a, a trinity of, of taking over the news cycle. They announced on Valentine's Day the cast for Fantastic Four and gave us a really cute kind of image of them mm-hmm. that people have been pulling uh Easter eggs out, like the fact that uh Herbie the robot is in that image, or the fact that the magazine that uh the thing is reading is from like the sixties, <laughs> a nineteen sixty three Life magazine. So they're like, oh, so is this gonna be like? It's gonna be like Captain Marvel. We're gonna kind of That'd
1: uh be cool. I mean, their their costumes sort of suggest that a little bit. Yeah. So I'd be down for that. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'd, is the robot gonna be like Johnny Five?
0: A little bit. Yeah.
1: More input.
0: <laughs> um. I, I kind of agree with you. I think the biggest hump for them is going to be getting us to care about the Fantastic Four.
1: Well, they've already guaranteed I'll see it because they put fucking Pedro Patel yeah, in
0: it. Half the, half the cast are people you like.
1: Exactly. And I mean, he's not bringing a child from one situation to another. So this is going to be a new thing for him. Fair. But yeah. I'm still I'm interested in it and I'm interested to see how Joseph Quinn poached. Portrays this character, given that like I've only
0: seen him as Eddie Munson, right? So. And Chris Evans really gave good Johnny Storm, yeah, in yeah. those movies. If if there's one thing I will not complain about about the Fantastic Four movies, it's that he's a really good Johnny Storm.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I kind of like they were talking about it before, and people kept going, "Why wow, doesn't he just go back to doing that?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> if he's not going to be Captain America, he could be Johnny Storm again. I mean, that could have been funny, but, yeah.
1: you know, or he could be a multiverse version. You never know.
0: Well, we I we might see him as Johnny Storm in the Deadpool 3. No, oh, yeah, that's true. Because that looks like it's going to be very uh, timey-wimey, yeah. given how Deadpool 2 ended. And then when we got to see the the trailer for that during the Super Bowl, it looks like the TVA are involved from Loki. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that it's like, well, that... That looks like another place or time in, in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe.
1: It's interesting that the TVA does not look like the same TVA.
0: No, they don't.
1: So that'll be interesting to see what the spin is on that. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because it looks like the there's somebody in a suit that's uh, in there and he's not, uh, he doesn't look like anybody we've seen in Loki.
1: Well, it was more the soldiers. Right. The soldiers' outfits were way different. So I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. But we'll see. And then, like, him saluting Captain America on the TV. On the TV. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> so, and I, I will take anything Ryan Reynolds, so. Once again. (laughs) He's pretty pretty consistent. He's pretty solid. Well, his whole thing about producing anything Deadpool to begin with was he didn't like how Deadpool was portrayed in the older... When
0: he played him. When he played him before.
1: Yeah. And And so he decided to produce on all of these because he wanted to have creative control about how Deadpool was presented because he's a huge fan of that character.
0: Just think, Ryan Reynolds, the guy who played Green Lantern briefly, has had more influence on the character of Deadpool than... Creator Rob Liefeld.
1: You just wanted to dog and dunk on Rob Liefeld.
0: I'll take any opportunity I can. Get.
1: <laughs> the man can't draw feet
0: <laughs> or hands very well, honestly. Relax. Yeah, or just about anything. Yeah. Uh, the other part of that Marvel trifecta is we got the trailer for X-Men 97, which is coming in March. It's going to be a, a continuation of the old cartoon.
1: And Rogue has no ass.
0: And the internet was furious because Ro- furious because Rogue has no ass, which, get over it. Um, <laughs> and because the character of Morph, who was killed in the very first episode and then brought back later in true X-Men fashion, mm-hmm. uh, looks like he's going to be playing kind of a major role. He's going to be part of the team in this and is going to be non-binary
1: mm-hmm.
0: so of course people are upset about that and i've got news for you if your character is a shape changer they're non-binary <laughs> there's there's no two ways about that if they have the ability to change into a female and a male sorry they're not binary there's no way that they're not yep <laughs> get over it
1: cry about it go cry about it if you want something that you like clearly you're into the punisher so go watch that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it shows that there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. It looks like they're going to pull a lot of storylines from the 80s comics, like uh, Madeline Pryor's going to be in there, uh, as you see in the at the end of the trailer. Uh, it looks like Magneto's wearing his 80s outfit. It's like purple and it's got an M on it, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Uh, it looks like we might see the trial of Magneto and uh, he's going to uh, take over the mansion and join the X-Men.
1: Which, once again, Charles Xavier is awful.
0: Yeah, cuz you would like if anyone should be super insulted by that it's Scott. It was Storm. Storm maybe. Storm actually in the comics. Uh Scott's already off the team by the time Magneto joins up and she's like totally cool with it. She's like, "All right, let's give him a chance. We gave Wolverine a chance." Well, I mean,
1: you can give it him a broke chance, a chance. You don't need to give him an entire fucking school. <laughs> and and Scott's a whiny bitch. I, I will make it well, yeah. that Scott is a whiny bitch and doesn't deserve anything. <laughs>
0: But he's like Xavier's adopted son.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: Like one of the first X-Men.
1: Still, I'm just like Scott Summers, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Not only is is there the Madeline Pryor issue with with the gene issue and him being whiny all the time, I just,
0: I can't. You having Scott Summers' opinions reminds me of my sister Telka having Tony Stark opinions (laughs) because she read Civil War Yep, the comics, and was like Tony Stark's an ass. I said, That's her opinion from that point on.
1: I said something about Iron Man once, and she lost her mind. And I was just like, "Whoa, where
0: did this come from?" It's and so funny. Like, oh, no, it's because it's so him. funny that she has comic book <laughs> opinions at all because I know she's she's not read a whole lot of comics, so she just but she's got very strong opinions. But no, every Stark. time
1: I see anything that Scott does, I'm just like. Why? Because <laughs> he's Cyclops. Uh, His life is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> he makes awful decisions. Me and him have that in common. Well, yeah, he
0: does make some pretty <laughs> bad decisions.
1: I, I know what it's like to make bad decisions and your life sometimes be a little questionable.
0: So the last story I wanted to bring up was over the weekend. It was John Travolta's 70th birthday mm-hmm. and the Internet decided to troll him by posting pictures of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And saying, happy 70th birthday to John Travolta. That's great. All these pictures <laughs> from off, face-off. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, happy birthday, John Travolta.
1: I saw a bunch of magazine covers that they did with him when he was, when it was like super 80s or nineties, uh-huh. and I'm just like, I didn't need to see that much of his, his legs. Yeah. <laughs> like he was- That was the fashion. Kind of half naked half the time, and I was just like- this is not the John Travolta I grew up with.
0: It's, well, it's not. No, it's before the John
1: Travolta. And there's one with him and Jamie Lee Curtis, and they're like very tightly wound together. And, yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's from that movie where they're looking at each other and gyrating and pelvic thrusting very hard. You've seen the gif, right? I don't know. Grease? No, Jamie okay. Lee Curtis. The, the, the one that was in the Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, a thing where there's. She was, she was a hottie in her prime. I remember, yeah. The, um, it was. I don't know what movie it is, but there's this scene where they're both in a workout class and she's teaching the workout class and they're both just like dry humping the air.
0: Oh, it's called Perfect. Yeah.
1: They're literally just staring at each other, gyrating and dry humping the air. And so like I saw the picture of them together and I was like,
0: oh, look at them as cute old people. They are cute old people. Look at that. That's adorable. He looks a
1: lot cooler than I thought he would bald. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to put that in my Tubi uh, account for to watch later. I got to see this. <laughs> it's so disturbing. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be really big fans of something.
1: <laughs> something. <laughs> we're going to keep you guessing. That's right. All right. What are we talking about?
0: Uh, I don't know. Do you, uh, you, you want to talk about Final Fantasy?
1: So really big fan, pod. <laughs>
0: What do you want to talk about what I want to talk about is the fact that um if you are a really big fan of our podcast uh and a really big fan of something else maybe reach out to us
1: yeah maybe we'll have you on the podcast because we're kind of bad at getting people
0: on time <laughs> yeah we don't really like Did we discuss
1: this on Monday
0: hunting down guests okay. <laughs> and and getting a time frame and then you know getting on zoom and stuff not as easy as you would think
1: no. I actually thought about making a um a Google form or something. Yeah, and be like, yo, give me your information. I'm, are you kidding me? And tell me what you want to talk about, and are you available on either of these dates?
0: If you if you make it even harder to get this done, it, it, people are going to be even less inclined.
1: No, I'm just saying, like if I like can kind of funnel it into something so I can look at it. Yeah. The last time I did I posted on Facebook and that post is so far far back. Oh yeah, it's way gone now. (laughs) Way gone. So I I need to try again. (laughs) But there's that and then we've had the conversation too of like some of my friends have really bad ideas.
0: So I've got, yeah, I've got friends with with bad ideas and you know, that's (laughs) so it's it's not that your friends have bad ideas. It's that that some ideas you just don't want to give a platform to. Yeah. And basically that's it. basically what we're doing here: is giving a platform to people about stuff that they are passionate about. And sometimes that passion is not in a direction that you necessarily agree with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's how, it goes. that's how it goes. Okay. So that's gonna that's the show for this week. How, are you gonna talk? At all? I don't know. What are we? We I, I pulled up Final Fantasy. I pulled up Final Fantasy because that's the one we talked about a couple weeks ago that <laughs> you were you're like, we should do that. Yes. So yeah, I'm so, a pretty big fan of Final Fantasy. Go for it. Okay. I like like Final Fantasy as a series. Yeah, that's not helpful. It's cool. (laughs) That's Um, it. I've
1: come up with a new recipe.
0: No, uh, I've I've been a pretty big fan of the Final Fantasy series pretty much since the very first one on the Nintendo. Um, And even to the point where a couple years ago I decided that I wanted to play every of one of the numbered games in the, in the series. Maybe not necessarily the sequels to the numbers games. Like, 10 was the first one that had a direct sequel. It's called 10-2. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, they you know, 13 was one you watched me play and there's like two sequels to that.
1: Which one was 13?
0: 13 was the one with the girl that you hated.
1: Oh, yeah. The one that sounds like she's being pegged every moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. whenever she gets hit by, by enemy, you know, spells or anything like she's that. She's also just very annoying in general. With yeah, it looks- and she runs... She does run really funny. She's got some very silly shoes.
1: Now, I like the, the Final Fantasy VII remake that you played. Yeah. And...
0: And they just released a demo for that on the PS5 mm. that I think I showed you videos of. There's a piano mini game in it, mm-hmm. just like in Last of Us 2, where there was a guitar mini game, where people are figuring out how to play other songs in the little piano minigame. Yeah. Game.
1: I, think, I think I heard you playing one where somebody was trying to play the Black Parade.
0: Yeah. Somebody played the Black Parade. Somebody played Mad World. Uh, yeah, that. I
1: heard that one, too. Um... And then what was the one with the guys in the car?
0: That was 15. 15. I'm yeah. Like,
1: yeah, because that I remember watching you play 15 and 7, the remake, yeah. for the most part, and then when you started playing the other one, I was like... I'm tuning this out. <laughs> I was like, it's really pretty and you're like, yeah, no one cosplays it because nobody likes this one.
0: That was the thing that fascinated me about 13 was that, like, I'd only seen the main character, Lightning. I'd seen people cosplay her but not a lot of them and that's, it's like, some Final Fantasies, like Seven, You you can't, go to a convention without seeing a tifa or a mm-hmm. cloud or you know something like that
1: i think i sent you the other day somebody did a gender bend version of those yeah yeah and those were really
0: cool a I lot think. of a lot of ladies like playing cloud because yeah. he's got that scene in 7 where he wears the dress yes. so like and he's kind of feminine yeah anyways yeah, the, so the, the bone structure is very feminine right so
1: of the anime boys look like that it's true yeah
0: very true but um so a little bit of back history on Final Fantasy baby that will that that'll interest you um so SquareSoft started out making games before even the Nintendo and they made some for like the Japanese computer and and did pretty well doing that and then they moved on to the Nintendo and they made a handful of games that were not as well received and none of them were role playing games yet like there was the only one I was familiar with was one called King's Knight and it was a, a shooter where like you move upward and you shoot at stuff that comes downward, kind of like uh, Galaga. Gotcha. Um, but it had, you had four levels and you played four different characters in those levels. And on the fifth level, whichever character survived the four levels um, all grouped up together, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you got through the fifth level like that. It was, there was like, there was a knight, there was a magician, there was a monster and I don't remember what the fourth one was.
1: So but... Kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons vibe? Yeah, okay,
0: for sure. But it was a, a you know, shooter where you shoot yeah, up, yeah. like Galaga, kind of thing. So eventually um, they get to the point where uh, they don't have enough money to do anything other than one more game. Mm-hmm. So they let everyone who's working at Squaresoft at the time vote, like, what's what should our last game be? Like, if this game doesn't do well, then we're done. Yeah. Then we're just gonna all going to go our separate ways and this company is over. And they voted that, like, uh, another game had just come out from a game, uh, uh, company called Enix called Dragon Warrior. And it was an RPG yeah. uh, w- where it was turn-based where... You know, uh, you would select your thing and then you see it was basically automating Dungeons and Dragons. Gotcha. Uh, and they were like, What if we do that, but we give you character classes? Yeah, and that's what the first Final Fantasy is, which you've seen me play a little bit of the remake, uh, the the one on the Switch.
1: Pause. Did these two companies
0: merge? They did okay. Square eventually got big enough to buy Enix,
1: okay? Because I know the name Square Enix, yes, said Squaresoft and Enix, and I went, Wait a minute, yep, (laughs) okay.
0: So they put together this Final Fantasy game and it comes out and it's a huge hit in the, in Japan on the Nintendo. And then they bring it over here uh, about uh, six months to a year after Dragon Warriors come out over here and in on the Nintendo. And once again, it's a pretty big hit because Dragon Warrior was a huge deal. It was probably the first time a lot of people, myself included, played a game like this where it's like, oh, it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but all the dice rolls are done by... The computer And I just have to like walk around town and talk to people to get clues to where I'm going next and level my dude up and walk around in a circle in one area to keep getting random encounters until I'm a specific level that I can go to the next island kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Final Fantasy is a huge hit. So they make another one, Final Fantasy 2, and they call it Final Fantasy because they think this is our last game. Yeah, that's where the name comes from. Uh number 2 does really good over in Japan and number 2 is one where the story is much more focused mm-hmm. where instead of giving you like specific um character classes that you can choose from but the characters are kind of bland the characters have story to them and and actual names that you know they can they're supposed to have mm-hmm. um and then they start bringing things from one game to the next even though the games don't uh consistently have a story right. one to the next. Stuff like the four elements are always a big deal, and there's crystals that are, are part of the four elements. Gotcha. And um, Chocobos show up and getting an airship, and then there's always a character named Sid uh, that's usually a NPC that's helpful for you.
1: Is that the one that the guy played that one time or no? I know that was vague. This is how I talked to him.
0: Right, exactly. That guy but, uh, The one
1: from Breaking Bad.
0: Uh, nope, he played a different character. Oh, okay. He was in the Final I Fantasy VII remake. Would, like,
1: him, he, they, yeah.
0: No, but that character, the Sid from Final Fantasy VII, is supposed to be in the new one that's okay, coming out on the PlayStation it. Five because okay. he—you he, don't meet him until like the second disc got of Final it. Fantasy that's VII. second blows my mind. That is weird, but I mean, it's it's a huge—you know—the yeah. it's a lot of animation and a lot of motion capture. I star, know, yes. So, yes, we were past all this, right? <laughs> So Square puts out two more Final Fantasies on the Nintendo Entertainment System, but neither one of them end up over here mm-hmm. because they decide that like Nintendo uh, decides that like they're just not big enough to to bring over here, and they're focusing on the Super Nintendo at the time. So when they bring out the fourth Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo, that one makes it over here as Final Fantasy Two. Okay, because uh, that's the second one we ever see in America, mm-hmm. and that one once again it's got it's got character classes, but every character it's it, i think it's more, a little more game of thronesy and mm-hmm. that like every character there's a dark knight and he's just he's the dark knight of the whole thing and he's got his own story arc and then running parallel to that uh is is another character who's a dragoon who's got different abilities and a, magic users and that kind of thing um and that one's interesting because the story is really good and the characters kind of come in and out of your party mm-hmm. like you'll have that dragoon character for a while and then he'll fall off a cliff or something and you won't see him for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And then he'll come back and you're like, oh, the dragoon's back. Sweet. Yeah, okay. Kind of thing. Uh, which also screws you when you get really used to like, oh, this magic user's kicking ass for me. And then something happens to her and you're like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Right, <laughs> She's right. been replaced with a ninja. <laughs> He's not as cool. <laughs> doesn't work. Right. Yeah. But Final Fantasy 2 was a huge leap forward for, her. once again, for a lot of us because once again, it was like, it's it was like, wow, this is like the game is invoking feelings and, and telling a story in a way that most video games at the time, they have story, but they're not telling a story like right. this. It's not like where you're playing Donkey Kong and you have like a whole backstory on Donkey Kong. Right. Or, you know, you're playing, Um, the, you, it wasn't until the PlayStation 1 era with Final Fantasy 7 where it started to get to like, I'm playing to get to the next movie sequence. Yeah. Because those are really pretty and that's where the story picks up. That makes sense. They release a fifth game on the Super Nintendo that does not make it over here again. And then the sixth game, which is the final one they do in the Super Nintendo, ends up over here as Final Fantasy 3. Mm-hmm. So 4 is 2. 6 is 3. It is stupid. Right. <laughs> uh, final Fantasy 3 slash 6 is hailed by many, including myself, as probably the highlight of the series. Uh, the game is about 60 hours long. It includes... Uh, I want to say like 18 different characters you can choose from. But mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end of the game, you have uh, all of them together. So you can choose which ones you want to play with. Gotcha. Which is really fun. Um, the story is really deep. It's got a bunch of cool scenes. I cannot wait to get to it in the uh, the Switch remasters. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to play that one. That's going to be uh, such a such a fun time. But uh, 6 comes out and everything is grand. And then we we get to the PlayStation 1 era. And as far as we know, Squaresoft just makes games for Nintendo. Yeah. Like, none of these came out for the Genesis. Yeah. They didn't come out for any other system except the Super NES and the NES. So, like, all right, there's so when Nintendo 64 comes out, I guess we'll get our next Final Fantasy, right? Hey. Wrong! <laughs> because we start getting screenshots of Final Fantasy seven on the PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. and gamers everywhere lose our minds, our collective minds. Oh, my God. Squaresoft is leaving nintendo and they're going to the sony playstation thing. i need a playstation i need right. to play final fantasy seven and it's one of the highest selling games of all time eh. that's why it's getting uh the remakes that it's yeah, getting yeah. is because it brought a whole bunch of us to uh to the playstation yeah. specifically
1: that makes sense
0: and that's uh kind of how it goes with the final fantasy series for a while is that uh so, 7, 8, and 9 all come out on the PlayStation 1. 7 is the biggest of them. 8 is probably my favorite of the three. Mm. And nine's another one where, like, I don't see a lot of cosplayers cosplay yeah. that. But it's also really popular because it kind of brings... 7 and 8 are more futuristic and, and steampunky. Yeah. Uh, and 9 brings it back to the fantasy. Gotcha. of Of the mages and the fantasy world and dragons and all that fun stuff. Um Final Fantasy X is the first game on the PlayStation Two that's fully voice acted. Yes. Um, it's also the one that has its own, the first one to have its own direct sequel mm-hmm. in X Two, which I have but have not played yet. Gotcha. Um, Pretty
1: year, five hundred game backlog. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and then eleven is another strange. Uh, that's that's one of the things about the Final Fantasy series is up into around ten. The battle system is pretty much the same. Mm. It's I select my spell or my or attack and which guy I'm going to attack for each character, and then they do it. Yeah, and then the next round comes around and I do that, and that's kind of like how JRPGs or Japanese RPGs work. Yep, like no matter whether it's Final Fantasy or Dragon Warrior or Persona or whatever, that's how these things work. But Eleven is where Square starts decides to start really testing the boundaries of what a JRPG is because. Uh, You've got stuff like EverQuest and World of Warcraft on the computer. They're a huge deal. And they're like, what if we could bring that experience to the PlayStation 2? And Final Fantasy XI is their attempt to make an MMORPG. And I guess you could say it's successful because people still to this day are playing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is wild yeah. to me. Like it hasn't had a whole bunch of graphical updates or anything, but there are still people who prefer it to the other MMO in the series, which is 14 mm. that comes out during like the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 era. Yeah. Um. So there's 10 and 11, 12 comes out on the PlayStation 2, and I, it's the only one so far in the mainline series I have not played at all. Yeah. But I own it for the Switch, <laughs> and I will get to it. But I also saw that it was like 300 hours long, and I'm like. Okay,
1: I'm not ready for this.
0: Not ready for that that kind of uh, thing yet. <laughs> and then when the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 era rolls around, is when 13 happens. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, you've seen parts of it, super pretty, but people were kind of pissed that it was like, yeah, I don't have a big world to explore for most of the game. I'm just kind of walking from point A to point B over and over and over again, and getting in yep. fights. And I can see that, but it's also the one where the battle system goes from, I'm going to choose what everybody does, and then say go to, uh, I'm going to choose what everybody's um, role is in the party, whether they're a magic user or a fighter mm-hmm. or healing, or and then they're going to decide the best thing to do. Right. Like, you can play it the old way, but ideally the way you play it is literally changing classes midway through battle. Oh, crap, everyone's getting beat up. Okay, two healers and a fighter, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're doing really good, but we need to do more damage, so two magic users and a fighter, let's go kind of thing and i thought that was really really fun and interesting like i said 14 is an mmo it's still hugely popular i tried it a little bit and it was it was nice but i don't i don't like playing paying a monthly fee for a video game <laughs> no i got you <laughs> like I wouldn't want to do that just it, it, especially now yeah like if i want to pay a monthly fee i'd get xbox live Yeah. or, or playstation plus push, yeah. <laughs> right then i have a whole bunch of games like it's like i have a rental service exactly yeah kind of attached to me and then we get to 15, which is the one on the PlayStation 4. And uh, that was also different in that you saw me play 7, and that's more of an action-based, like, you know, hitting yes. buttons and moving your guy around mm-hmm. kind of thing. It still has the same tropes going on as far as, you know, JRPGs are, like, healing or getting uh, getting poison damaged or something like that. But mm-hmm. you're you're much more active in it, and that's since then has been how that's how the 7 uh, remake worked. Uh, and from what I understand, that's how 15 worked or 16 on the PlayStation 5 works as well. Gotcha. And that's something that they've been like, OK, this is the next step in how JRPGs are going to work out. So that's kind of a short, somewhat short history.
1: Yeah. And you were telling me before. So like part of the reason why I wanted to have a you talk about this was because you keep going like i wonder if i just put you in front of the final fantasy if you would like enjoy it right and the more you explain it the more i don't think i would no no i think it's funny because like i when i'll talk to people about video games or something like it happened to me today they're like oh do you play that And i was like no but i watched chuck play it right like literally i would rather watch you play some of it instead of like me playing it because i feel like i would get
0: so annoyed so Maybe. It's just that you love the Pokemon series so much. and Pokemon, Pokemon
1: because they're little cute monsters.
0: At its heart is just a JRPG. But they're little cute monsters. They're cute little monsters. That's true. That's why I like four and six on the Super Nintendo are the ones that I'm always like, if I just sat next to you for like two hours and we started a game of four or six and I put the controller in your hands, and I, but I'm there if you have any questions kind of thing. I wonder if you would take to it the way you take to Pokemon. I, I don't think- because they're cute little sprites. They're cute little, little <laughs> cartoony little sprite
1: guys. All of my video gaming is based on nostalgia. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much like that weirdo that I'm like, oh, are they going to do a new Pokemon game? Cool oh, are we going to get a Donkey Kong or a Banjo-Tooie or right. anything like that? Like, I'm I'm all game for it or any of, like, the Super Smash, any of that stuff.
0: That's the thing, though. Is, well, I've, I've never seen you play a new Pokemon game, but I know for me, I played yeah. the first one. Yeah, you have. You haven't played the uh, the Let's Go Eevee, P- e- e- Let's Go Pikachu. Okay, but that's just a rehash of the first one.
1: Yes, it is, but you have seen me play it and you see how crazy
0: I get when I play it. I do, but my point <laughs> being is that I. You played any that are like the, the open world ones. I played like the first two mm-hmm. and then didn't play a Pokemon game up until the DS mm-hmm. when my sister, Telka, got me the DS with like Pokemon X, yep. I think it was, or Y. And I played it, but it was kind of a hard sell for me. Like I. I, I kind of, like, when I was playing 13, I played it for, like, what, 20, 30 hours? And you're like, do you even like this game? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, whereas with a Pokemon game, like, when it starts the first hour or two, I'm like, yeah, I'm playing a Pokemon game. And then after about two or three hours, I'm like, I don't know if I like Pokemon games. I'm going to keep playing because I'm already three hours deep. But, and I'm f- still finding cool little guys, but I don't know if I really feel like finishing this.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I like it. And I like... Um...
0: And that's what I mean by putting you in front of like a new experience that is similar to an experience you have but you do not have a nostalgia attachment to right like would you still go oh i like this or would you be like nah this doesn't remind me of anything i like
1: well and it, you know what's funny about like that in general too is that like i'm not really drawn to like like medieval
0: shit i
1: knew, neither am i like so like that's part of it too is that like it has very much like that vibe and i'm just
0: It's, yeah, it's got a little Lord of the Rings to it. That's the thing, though, is like Lord
1: of the Rings is really the only thing. That's why, like, when you were like, oh, yeah, you should watch Willow, I'm like, eh. (laughs) And then I ended up liking it, but it was just one of those things where, like, I usually don't take to it. That's another reason why I didn't really do Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, That and it's rapey.
0: Uh, (laughs) No, that's one of the reasons why, like, eight is one of my favorite ones is because it's the least fantasy. Yeah. And it's it's kind of much more modern. Like the lead character has a, what's called a gun blade. Mm-hmm. And it's like a sword that's got a revolver handle. <laughs> so when you swing it, when he swings it on screen, if you hit the trigger at the right time, it's like he shoots him when he when he's cutting. It's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, like it, it sounds like interesting, but like it also isn't interesting enough for me to play it. You'd be more likely to be yeah. in front of a legend as though. Yeah, like the new ones.
0: Right, like those are so pretty. Oh yeah, no, they're those absolutely cool. beautiful.
1: Like if you put me on that old game, like I prop, like the one that you finished, I probably
0: could play that and not have a problem. But like, do you mean the the first like Final Fantasy no, no, that I'm no, playing, no, no, or the old Legend of Zelda?
1: The Legend of Zelda that you were playing last
0: night, last year, King-
1: Kingdom the other.
0: Yeah, the Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild.
1: Okay. I, I have more of a vibe for that Yeah, with, like, a Final Fantasy for some reason. Like, I have more interest in that. But I think I even told you before I would probably play Persona before I would play Final Fantasy,
0: too. Yeah, and Persona is, like, super was, like, pretty. Fi- Persona,
1: Persona 5 was really
0: fun. Yeah, it was, it was super pretty. Yeah. And those games are always super pretty. And that's another interesting thing about just the genre as well mm. is that, you know, like... Even in the PlayStation 1 era, there were a whole bunch of JRPGs that came out that were a big deal that maybe got one sequel or two sequels. Mm -hmm. But it's wild to think that before Final Fantasy VII comes out on the PlayStation, uh, on the original PlayStation, there really isn't much of a JRPG representation. And we've played uh, Chrono Trigger, another one that Squaresoft came out with. It was a huge deal on the Super Nintendo. So we played Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger as, as a gaming society, we know we like these when they're really good, but there's not one until final fantasy seven. And there's like one or there's two or three that come out before seven. One of them was called wild arms. And, uh, it was okay. It got three sequels because Sony made it. And Sony made it specifically to fill the gap before Final Fantasy VII came <laughs> out. Because it comes out in Japan. That was back when a game comes out in Japan, and then it takes them a year to localize it, to like translate it and localize it. Yeah. So we were getting screenshots and stuff of people playing in Japan, and like, this is going to be a huge deal next year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad they don't do that I anymore? Mean, they launch
0: everything pretty much. Right. But one of the games that filled that gap. Ooh, excuse me, between Final Fantasy VI and Seven was the original Persona. Mm-hmm. And like I got that PlayStation Mini because it has the original persona on it. <laughs> I tried playing and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> this game is trash. I understand why nobody really knew what persona was until like the third game on the PlayStation 2.
1: Yeah. I think that's the first one I ever heard of anybody talking
0: about. Yeah. And then the fourth one was the first one I played. Yeah. And I was like, well, you this shit's great. Play the third one, though? I have the third one. I have like the PlayStation 2 version of the third one eh. on my PlayStation 3. And I've played a little bit of it, but I've never actually played through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they just, Sega is the, owns the Persona uh, franchise, just released a new version of Persona 3 that looks like Persona 5. Oh, like cool. the menu system is all Persona 5 yeah. doubt, out, and the, the music is updated, and it's full of voice acting because the, the original was not. Um, cool. the only problem with the third one is that the way you summon your persona is they have like an object that looks like a gun and they put it against their head and pull the trigger oh. and that's how you summon your persona in persona 3 all
1: right then so they Bruce Banner it to get the
0: Hulk out <laughs> <laughs> got it so that was a little bit of an obstacle in them you know getting mainstream Oh yeah, good mainstream press
1: oh, that totally makes sense that is an awful way of doing it see all I can think of right now though is dick wagon
0: Dick Wagon, yeah, Dick Wagon's in. He's, a he's in every game. Every game. At least everyone I played, he was in four. He was in five. I' pretty sure he's in three. I think I even saw him in one when I played it for a few hours. Oh God! I was like, Ah, oh, Dick Wagon, welcome back, buddy. What is he actually called? No, I do not remember. Do I remember. I do not he's remember. We calling him Dick wagon. Yeah, because when you see the art form, he's like, he's it's the, the persona. Like a lot of things, is like ugly Pokemon. Yes. Cause they're all supposed to be like demons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like Oh, it's like Pokemon, except they're ugly.
1: I think gross. Was,
0: I think one of my favorite
1: things was when you played the one, and then you realized that the the guy that was like helping you, the old man, yes, had a different voice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because in Persona Four, he had a completely different voice, and or and and then in Persona Five, he's got a new voice actor. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I like the old mm-hmm. guy, and then. Plot twist, two thirds of the way into the game, you find out that's not the actual guy, and the guy with the original voice comes back and you're like, Oh shit. I love that. Track. It was it was a plot device. It wasn't just recasting voice actors. No, that was so good. How cool is that?
1: <laughs>
0: I dug that. So I guess what you can take out of this is uh, my recommendations are play Final Fantasy Four and Six from the Super Nintendo, they're fucking great. Um and we love the Persona series. Yeah.
1: Jack really loves JRPGs.
0: Yeah, they're all right. I always try and make sure I'm playing one. (laughs) I've always got like three or four games I'm juggling between. And I always try and make sure that JRPG is one. That's one of the reasons a couple years ago I was like, I want to play all the Final Fantasies. I didn't play like most of the PlayStation 2, 3, and 4 era. I want to play these. I want to see if I missed something.
1: All right, I guess we can head toward
0: our serotonin moose. Yeah, I blabbed enough about Final Fantasy. We'll be back. Are we really leaving? Okay. We're back with the Really Big Fan Podcast, and uh, we'd like to thank everyone on our Patreon for subscribing. I'm just, as we're speaking, putting up the uh, latest episode. It's it's a little late, but it's like our Valentine's episode of the double feature, which you get at the $5 uh, five dollar a month box tier fan, and we've already recorded this one after that, so that one should go up much quicker. Um, you can look forward to a special uh, St. Patrick's Day version of the double feature coming up <laughs> where I'll be re-watching one of Amy's favorite movies. <laughs> I won't tell you what it is, but I'm sure if you know who Amy is, then...
1: <laughs> if you know what I was like on St. Patrick's Day every year, you yep. know what movie it is.
0: <laughs> but that's not what we're here to end the show with. We are here to end the show with our serotonin boost, like we always do, we like to point out something that's uh, gone on the last week or two that has uh, just made us happy, something we're, we're 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 real happy about. Would you like to start?
1: Yeah. Um. I honestly, like, <laughs> you're going to think this is weird. But um, I honestly really enjoyed watching that uh, In the Basement in Rainbows thing the other day. Yeah? Yeah. I put it That's out. weird. It was on the iPad. Um, I put it on the iPad uh, from YouTube. And I had watched it before when we were on tour. And, like, I wasn't, like, fully able to hear everything because we were all kind of just hanging out and talking. Sure. Her. So, like, I kind of got to actually watch it. And it just, like, reaffirmed for me how much I like Radiohead. <laughs> like, I'm just like... These guys are so good. Yeah. They're so solid. Like, the fact that they can make it, everything sound like the album, especially something that's that heavily electronic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, because, like, a lot of people hated rapes. You were one of them included at one point. I didn't just, like, hate it, but it just I... It wasn't your thing. Yeah. It wasn't guitars, and they're not making normal-ass music where they're having hooks and stuff.
0: Right? Yeah, that's you the know. thing is, ever since OK Computer, they just don't, like, they don't follow the easily recognizable formula of like here's the verse, here's the chorus, here's a bridge, here's a guitar solo, here's a very singable part right. kind of thing like it just it isn't part of how they write songs anymore.
1: I think that like the the Radiohead experience now is more like jazz a little bit, yeah. And so like it, it's kind of weird to say that but it's like if you like that free form kind of flowing from thing to thing, and the fact that Tom York just has like the most haunting voice ever, mm-hmm. like it was just really interesting to watch. And we didn't make it through the whole thing,
0: but no, because I got pissed when I saw what the set list was. And they'd play almost all of In Rainbows except the one song I absolutely adore. Yep. And I got, we got like four songs from the end. I'm like, then I gotta play Jigsaw Falling into Place. Oh, fuck this.
1: Yeah. So- <laughs> It wasn't like, I didn't shut it off for any reason other than like, I think you started doing something else, so I just shut yeah. it off because I can't handle two sounds happening at one time. Sure. So I was like, oh, if you're going to put on wrestling, I'm going to turn it off or right. whatever. So, but I really enjoyed it. I'm probably going to watch the rest of it at some point, but I, I've been really into that and it's bad and just reaffirming to me how much I like Radiohead.
0: The only thing that bothers me when you say it's kind of like jazz is that jazz is free form and is kind of improvisational. And Radiohead is not improving anything.
1: No, no, it's not improv, but, like, I just mean, like, the way that it's constructed. Yeah. not constructed as, as like, a normal songwriting technique. Right, no, it's... So it's more, like, meandering. It doesn't always, which always have the same loop going on.
0: Which know? which does make that stuff even that much more impressive, because right. there is a system of math at play... Mm-hmm. But it's not the traditional system of like one two three four one two three four one. You know.
1: No, I don't typically get into prog rock, but
0: like, but it is very prog. Yeah, it is. That's that's one of the things that is impressive about people who do prog rock is that the the system of counting. Like, it's easy to count out a Nirvana song Mm -hmm. because once again, you've got like the verse. Okay, I'm going to play these three chords in four four, and then the chorus is going to be I'm playing like these two chords in four four. Mm -hmm. And then usually the the bridge will be something different, but, like, the guitar solo will be either verse or the chorus and a guitar solo on top of it. Right. You know, like, it's it's just the verse or chorus rhythm, and then you put the guitar solo on top of it kind of thing. And that's the basic math of how you make popular music right. kind of thing. So when you stray away from that uh, or you start counting, Tool is a band that's notorious for, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to – there is a system at play. You just have to really pay attention to what is happening mm-hmm. and when to well, so figure out where the...
1: Bands that I feel like are out there now that are are forward musicians, like we were talking about this with um, Rush. Yeah. Because this is how we got on the subject of you doing the Radiohead thing, was we were watching the Rush thing, and I was yep. like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, because you were saying you liked Limelight, and I was like, oh, have you ever seen the video?
1: Yeah, so we watched the video for Limelight from Rush, and then I was like, you know what? We were watching this, I'm going to put this on. So, like... With them too, it's watching how they're doing stuff and how different it is, and I feel like sometimes now some of the music is just very formulaic. It can be, and, you know, and it gets to the point. If you where actually, you see what what is pop?
0: A good a good ex- modern example would be like MGK's punk pop stuff. Yeah. It's like very formulaic. Exactly. But that doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it, well, I mean, it's MGK. It's, e- but- <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to digest.
1: Right, exactly. And uh, that's why I say, though, too, like there's certain bands and certain artists that are challenging that. Oh, there always it's not, are. It's not as prominent. Yeah. But when I look at Radiohead now versus Radiohead used to be, too, I think that they don't want to be. They don't, and I- More so, I think that this is why that works for them. They would- I think that's why they did the smile, because they just don't want to be radio. They would make
0: so much money if they just went on tour on those first three albums.
1: I know they would, but that's not who they are.
0: I know, and it just- (laughs) It makes you mad. (laughs) Give the people what they want. No.
1: He's not even going to play Creep.
0: Well, that's fine.
1: (laughs) They don't like coming to Detroit anymore.
0: Uh, no, that's true. Yeah. I don't know what we did to Radiohead, but it's, they do not like did being something here. To
1: Radiohead, and they did come once in the last ten years. Yeah, but they do not come here, and uh, I will never. Maybe they
0: it. came here in the winter, and they were like, fuck that. it's cold as shit."
1: I'm sure that some promoter did some bullshit. I'm sure. That's usually, how it works. There are a lot of tours that are skipping us, but I am going to not go down that rabbit. Hole
0: okay, you go into. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you went first because I had to think about mine. Yeah. Um, I think the last week or so, my serotonin boost, as silly as this is going to sound, is that um, from what I could tell, it, this happened in 2020, they made a Hot Wheels car that is the Ninja Turtle van. Yes. And I saw one around Christmas time when we were out shopping at a Target and I didn't get it. And then I kept thinking about it and how cool it is that there's a Hot Wheels car of the Ninja Turtle van. So I ordered one online and I got it a week or two ago and I busted it out of the package and I was just kind of like rolling it across my desk and I was thinking like, man, a little kid me that was super into Hot Wheels would lose his mind. You know what my favorite Hot Wheels car was when I was a little kid? I had the Batmobile from the '60s Batman yeah. show. I still have it, but it was one of my favorite ones because it was a recognizable car exactly. from a thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I had other cars that were Hot Wheels cars. It's like, yeah, that's kind of cool or whatever. But like, if it looks like the cor- Corvette from Smokey and the Bandit, right? Or it's like, a lot I had a little ambulance that looked like the ambulance from Cannonball Run, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but my dad loved the Cannonball Run movie. And I saw it at a young age and did not get any of the jokes, uh, <laughs> but attached to the fact that it's like the idea of the racing yeah. and they were in an ambulance. So yeah. whenever I played with my dad, I was like, this is, this is the guys from Cannibal Run. My ambu- This is my ambulance. <laughs> so yeah, that Ninja Turtle van, kind of sweet. Didn't you say they're making a Transformer one? So the rumor is that either this year or next year, like every year they do a licensed thing like they've done the Ecto-1 yep. they did the Back to the Future car which I have yep. they even did the X-Men Jet one year and I bought it and I hated it so I um, sold it Stranger Things one this, this past year it was the Stranger Things van the, yeah. the Surfer Boy pizza delivery the rumor is this next year's one is going to be the Ninja Turtle van and it's going to transform into something everyone's like which turtle is it going to transform into and I was like most of the other ones don't transform into a specific character. Yeah. They have like a brand new transformer they turn into, so that's right. what I hope they do. Yeah. They just make a new transformer. I think the the code name uh for it is Renaissance. Mm. So maybe that's what it'll be called. But interesting. Yeah, that'll be sweet. Depending on what he looks like, what kind of cool what kind of transformer he is, I may have to get that. If I had stupid
1: fuck you money, I would have gotten the for Boy Pizza one.
0: Yeah. Like I have no use for it. I mean, we say fuck you money. It's like 30 bucks. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, still,
1: I, it's for 30 bucks. I don't need to be spending on something that I'm going to look at twice.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: but like for me, I was like, oh, that's so cool that they made Argyle's van. Yeah. The fact that they're not bringing Argyle back is really fucking stupid, but that I don't get on that pedestal either. But it's just like, I think out of anything, though, if I were to get one, I would get the camera. The, not the one that you.
0: Not have, the one I have, but the one that's like, like Optimus know, Prime like, with a camera body.
1: Yes. It, yeah. you, you, like it's a Canon camera. So it like goes into an SLR. I'm, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool.
0: I'm glad they've kind of moved away from that because for the longest time they would do like Optimus and Megatron as like a PlayStation. Yeah. or Optimus and Megatron as like shoes Nike shoes or some <laughs> shit like that or like they did with that like Optimus yeah. as a cannon, and like that's cool but it doesn't have to be Optimus just make I a new know, guy it have to be it's office. cooler when it's a new guy yeah I know it would be a lot cooler if it was a new guy
1: and uh, it just made if it were Optimus and it's sitting there and looking at me it's gonna remind me that I lied to
0: Optimus Prime it's true you did I
1: didn't mean to
0: no, you panicked I did it I panicked you panicked but you handled it
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> Panicked, but I handled
0: it. And that's how we handle this week's really big fan podcast. Exactly. We panicked,
1: we panicked, and then we handled. It
0: and then we handled it. Here. Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, make sure you're following us on social media. As I was saying uh, in the last segment, uh, if you if you're a really big fan of something, including us, uh, reach out. Maybe we'll have you on the show. Yeah, that could be fun. We'll talk to you guys next week, God willing. As long as I don't uh, sleep through it,
1: we will try. cut some
0: potatoes you cut potatoes where you're gone. yeah that is quick I'm Surprised you didn't cut your finger off i
1: know me too because you've done that i don't even have a thumb or fingerprint on one of the tips of my fingers anymore
0: because you've that. cut it the same finger a couple times
1: yeah right there you see how my finger is all screwed up yep No <laughs> know what i can commit crime you whacked it you have to do your thumb crime you got a crime thumb. I have a crime
0: thumb. <laughs> Some people have a green thumb. I have a crime thumb. You have a crime thumb.
1: Time to do crimes with my crime thumb.
0: <laughs> I don't know what crimes you can get away with.
1: Uh, wasn't there a... There was a character in a movie where he killed a man with a thumb, or was it John Wick? Killed a man with this thumb. I yeah, I forget right. who that's from. I don't remember. It's from something. Yeah. <laughs>